I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. So grab your fight for social justice. And let's get civical. Hello. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Wallentowski. And happy Pride. Oh, happy Pride. We haven't said it yet. No, happy Pride. We had an episode last week and uh, Mm -hmm. we didn't say happy Pride yet. Happy Pride. Happy Pride Pride to you. Happy Pride to me. Happy Pride to everybody will be. Everybody, everybody, happy Pride. I have bought, well, collectively, my girlfriend and I have bought uh, many Pride things. We, We bought. Sure pride shirts pride t-shirts you have to have them have to have them and mouse the kit cat wears like bow ties on his collar super cute mm-hmm. um but we didn't have any any rainbow bow ties so we okay spent n- not an insignificant amount of money on cat collars and bow ties from etsy but you know what uh, i 
I got a few. Like I got a couple pride ones. I got him a Halloween one. I got him one that's like blue, right, you pink flamingos. Up. I stocked up for summer and my girlfriend got a couple. So it's like we're now swimming in pride memorabilia. Could not Good. be happier. The cat is all decked out. And and uh, and I I can't be I can't be more relieved. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know that that mouse has has the pride bow ties. <laughs> it does. When is the parade? Um, the twenty sixth. The twenty sixth. Yeah. The twenty sixth. Isn't that like a Tuesday? No, it's a Sunday. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a Sunday. <laughs> it's a Sunday. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, the reason why I was like, wait a second, is because I'm leaving for London on the 30th. What? And which, t- like, to me was like, that's two days away from the 26th. How does that work? Only to realize, once again, math. Right, right, right. That right, it's right. four. It is four. It's four. You're correct. And now, Sunday makes sense. It is Sunday. It's Sunday I- makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting. I'm glad I'll be in town. Yeah. But yes. Happy Pride. This, I would say this episode is not Pride themed. This is the farthest you could get from Pride, I think. Yeah. Possible. And you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, we are okay with that, but I feel like you were very excited. I'm going to I'm gonna make this work. You were very uh-huh. excited when I suggested this episode. Oh my God, yes. You are a queer woman. This is for you. Pride. <laughs> <laughs> Way to connect the dots. They're very small, very thin, boop, very faint, body, boop, but bop. they're right Ask there. Ask me to segue it. I love it. And I will. It was so good. Very, I will. And you know what? Hashtag pride. I'm so proud of you for making those Thank connections. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. No problem. Thank you so much. I'm just trying to serve the community. But yes, this is not a, a pride-specific episode. We will have one of those down the line this month. But this topic the anniversary of this topic is this month as well. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like we've talked about doing this before. And I am excited that we are now tackling it, to be honest. I'm very excited. Even though it is a morbid topic. It is a morbid topic. It's also a topic that I mean, who knows? Like hindsight is 2020, but we're talking about the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. I, I feel like also, just a a, a a moment that changed the course of American politics because oh, for sure. Since he was assassinated, I can't even remember the guy. <laughs> what the name of his? The name of the guy who then won the election for the Democratic primary? Oh my god! Like Hubert Humphreys or something. I, I think I was like, wait, oh, 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 it me now? Oh, oh, it's me. Okay. Okay. Yikes. <laughs> I was not expecting. Was not really expecting. thought Robert was going to take this one. Really big shoes, big shoes. Anyway, the feeling was that Bobby Kennedy was going to beat Nixon, and it would have changed the whole course of yeah. American politics. Nixon won, and well, you know how well that worked out. And the rest is history. The rest as they is say. history. So it's yeah. a very sad topic. Um, it's also one that's still in the news because Sirhan Sirhan is still alive and in jail and like trying to yeah. get paroled i think that's how it yeah. came up more recently where i texted you and it was like sirhan sirhan okayed for a release by a parole board and i was like come again yeah well and it was also like the that the kennedy family if i'm if i'm remembering that article correctly the kennedy family 
was okay or like some yeah. members of the Kennedy Kennedy family are okay with his release. Yeah. His kids because he's like two of his kids. Or whatever. Yes. Two of his kids. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. And we'll talk yes. a little bit that about is, that. That is how we got originally on the subject of Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. And I think it's inter- what also else is interesting is like we've talked about assassinations before, but primarily like presidential assassinations when yeah. we're talking about like politicians specifically. But this is some like an assassination that, to your point, was like changed the course of history, groundbreaking, like at, like almost as equally as profound as a presidential assassination. And this was just like he was just running, you know, yeah. like he, like it was he was still a just a politician yeah and it was to this point and it was early in the going like it wasn't like mm-hmm. you know the, the the election was the next day or whatever like it, it, it was june it yeah. was still early ish in the primary season yeah. um which i guess oh. maybe is good because then somebody else could finish out the primary season but then oh god yeah brutal through and through but yep. nonetheless we're gonna do it because we've wanted to do this episode for a hot minute yeah and what better time than the present and the anniversary of it happening? Mm-hmm. So, before we jump in, do you want to talk about today's sources? Sure. Today we are using history.com. Welcome back Obviously. to the fold. Two different articles in the LA Times, one by Phil Willen and one by Colleen Shelby. An article from the Washington Post by Tom Jackman. And some info on like Bobby Kennedy himself, his his who he was as a person mm. from the JFK Library. I love it. Yeah, where is the JFK Library? Do we know? I, I you know I meant to look that up. Hold on, let's do a. Quick... Is it in Florida? I feel like no. I feel like it's gotta be in Boston. Oh, that would make sense. I, feel I don't like know it's why. It's gotta be Florida. Massachusetts. Harvard, Columbia Point, Boston. Is that a school? I, it's, I, you know what? Or is it like not in a school like other ones are? It's, it's, it's address is listed as Columbia Point, Boston, Massachusetts. Okay. I don't, it is not clear to me I'm, if it's associated with a school. Okay. Um, Look, this isn't an episode about the JFK library. <laughs> was just cure, was just cure. So if you guys are yelling like, it's on attached to this, like, relax, relax. It's yeah. not, that's not what this is about. That was that was me throwing a couple of curveballs at Arden. Love, and then I love that we're kind of, I, we're pulling it as a source. Yes, and I, I I hit one out of the park, and you know what? The other one hit me in the face. So it's okay, and that's fine. It's okay, Sarah, Sarah. Yeah, but let's jump in, shall we? Let's do. So obviously, we need to start with who who was Robert Kennedy because. Some people may not know. Mm-hmm. Some people may not know that there were, I mean, there's a Kennedy dynasty, obviously. Yeah. JFK, I assume most people know about, but Robert Kennedy for his time was kind of up there just as prolific as, yeah. as JFK. It's a larger than life family and they all, most of them, I would say, the rough estimate is like 86.7% of them die horribly tragic deaths. Very, very, like, a lot of tragedy. A lot of tragedy. A lot of tragic deaths. And not just assassinations. Like, like John John? Like, John Jr.? That was... Oh, the plane? The plane. Like, I remember when that happened. I was like, these people cannot avoid I know. just utter tragedy. I How know. has there it's, not been a movie about the Kennedys? There's Well, there's been so much about JFK. Yeah. But not, I would, I to your point, not about, like, the larger yeah. sort of plague 
on the house of Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, it is, now that I think about it, it is crazy that they had two assassinations. Mm Mm-hmm. In one family. In one family. In, like, the same generation. Yeah. Whew. I know, it's weird. Crazy. Okay, let's jump into who is Robert Kennedy. So, Robert Francis Kennedy was born on November 20th, 1925, in Brookline, Massachusetts, the seventh child in the closely knit and competitive family of Rose and Joseph P. Kennedy. So, big dynasty, big family, seven kids, Two of them get assassinated. Wild. He attended Milton Academy and after wartime service in the Navy, he received his degree in government from Harvard University in 1948. He earned his law degree from the University of Virginia Law School three years later. Perhaps more important for his education was the Kennedy family dinner table, where his parents involved their children in discussions of history and current affairs. As opposed to my family, where we talk about LSU sports. Yeah, but you know what? How much do you know about LSU different sports? Different education. Different different strokes for different folks. It's true. You know, I saw somebody in an LSU shirt the other day on a subway, and I immediately thought of you, and I think your brand is strong. My brand is strong. Mm-hmm. I, I should... It, it LSU, Lizzie Stewart University. It, That's it. Like, it, you know, the branding is there. Yeah. In 1952, he made his political debut as manager of his older brother, JFK's successful campaign for U.S. Senate from Massachusetts. The following year, he served briefly on the staff of Senate Subcommittee on Investigations, chaired by Senator Joseph McCarthy. (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ooh. Disturbed by McCarthy's controversial tactics, Kennedy resigned from the staff after six months. As you do. As you do. As you do. We really, we really got to do McCarthy, don't we? We really have to do McCarthy. I saw yeah. that in the in the research and I was like, ah, it's time. Yeah. It's time. It's time. It's time. Oh, it's time to do McCarthy, McCarthyism, the investigations. Yeah. All of it. It might be a two-parter. I feel like that's got to be a two-parter. Uh, yeah. Look, it could lend itself. It could lend itself to be two parts. Yeah. He later returned to the Senate Subcommittee on Investigations as Chief Counsel for the Democratic Minority, in which capacity he wrote a report condemning McCarthy's investigation of alleged communists in the army. So he's like working for McCarthy and he's like, whoa, absolutely not. Will I take part in this? Nope. Takes a step back, then has a reprisal and is like, actually, I'm now counsel. And here is a report saying... F you, McCarthy. Mm -hmm. Go F yourself. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Then in 1960, he was the tireless and effective manager of JFK's presidential campaign. And after the election, he was appointed attorney general in President Kennedy's cabinet. Oh, I didn't know he was attorney general. I didn't realize that either. Although we never really hear about his job before he was senator when he was running for president yeah he's always just referred to as senator kennedy yeah you know so i forgive us for that i forgive us for not knowing i also forgive us for not knowing i also think it's like one this is one of those things where in this day and age if like 
a presidential candidate nominated their brother to be attorney general. Right. Like, it just couldn't happen. No. It just couldn't happen. No. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) I was like, well, he was qualified. No, but even if he was, like, he would have to be, like, president already in order to be nominated to a cabinet. You know what I mean? Like, he would have to be overqualified as a sibling in order to be put (laughs) into the cabinet. Right. Oh, my God. Soon after President Kennedy's death, Robert Kennedy resigned as Attorney General and in 1964 ran successfully for the United States Senate from New York. Hell yeah. Yeah. Represent. Represent. Kennedy waged an effective statewide campaign and aided by President Lyndon Johnson's landslide, won the November election by 719,000 votes. <laughs> okay. I mean, Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, people are like, I'm sorry, your your brother just died? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I love that Lyndon was like, absolutely, I'll do whatever I can. <laughs> yeah. My condolences also, where do you want me to be? Right. It is interesting, though, and I assume that, like, they had set up residency in New York long before this, but it is interesting that he ran for New York Senate as opposed to Massachusetts. Yeah, I, that was a, a little, you know a thing that I noticed too. Yeah. Yeah. We notice. We notice. We notice things. Interesting. Interesting. As New York Senator, he initiated a number of projects in the state, including assistance to underprivileged children and students with disabilities and the establishment of the Bedford-Stuyvesant Restoration Corporation to improve living conditions and employment opportunities in depressed areas of Brooklyn, like, ahead of his time. Sure. Since 1967, the program, the the Bedford-Stuyvesant program, has been a model for communities all across the nation. So he's already, like, this is why people are like, really? We could have had this dude? And -hmm. instead we nominated the guy we can't even remember his flippin' name. Was it Walter Mondale? I don't, it's in the notes later. It's in the notes? Okay, that's my it's guess. In the it's in the notes. Like, I could be so far off. Part of me people. is like, God, I'm I'm a horrible. It's somebody like Walter Mondale who yeah. may be too late in history. I'm not sure. That's my guess. Oh, I, I got to cut this out. I got it right in the beginning. It's Hubert Humphrey. Thank God I oh. am not. A dum dum, like I was thinking I was. So wait, when was Walter Mondale? Hold on, hold on. Walter, Walter Mondale, Mondale wasn't he ran, later? Right? Didn't you do a play about Walter I think Mondale? he was later. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he the hold on. presidential election? Let's see. Did Walter Mondale run for? Okay, I. <laughs> I'm I'm profoundly off. Walter Mondale ran against Reagan. Yeah, he was in the eighties. He was in the 80s. (laughs) At least he ran. He did. He did. He did run. He He did run. He was a Democrat who ran against a Republican. Those things were correct. Those things were correct. So let's not cast stones. No, I am withholding. (laughs) In glass houses. I am withholding all my stones. I was very unsure about my Hubert Humphrey guess. I was like, I think it's this name. But also Walter Mondale, Hubert Humphrey. Right. And Walter Mondale, like, was a former vice president. So it, like, ha- he had a little bit more grounds to stand on than I think Hubert Humphrey did. Oh, Hubert Humphrey was like, I'll take one for the team. Yeah. Unless Hubert Humphrey was also a former vice president. Let me check that really quickly because I can't. He also was a former vice <laughs> president. <laughs> was he JFK? Wait, who's former vice president? Who was JFK's vice Hold president? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that wait. I, that oh, is the dumbest being, question oh, okay. I've ever asked. It was LBJ. 
It was LBJ's. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when he was, was, was Hubert Humphrey LBJ's vice president? Oh, my God. We're so killing it. <laughs> People come here for our expertise. And you know what? We deliver. Oh, my God. You guys. You guys. <laughs> look, when we take these rights, and you know what? This is all staying in the episode because <sighs> this is this is what the reality is. Yes. Is that we ask ourselves questions, and for some reason, because of, our educational backgrounds, we fill in blanks that aren't correct. We all do this. And I have no shame in not knowing that Hubert Humphrey was the vice president for LBJ, even though I'm sure we've talked about it before. Right, right, right. Now I won't forget. No. Now I won't forget. No. Hubert Humphrey will, like, we're, we're both going to get some pet down the line, and one will name it Hubert, and the other will name it Humphrey. Correct. And that's how how hard we will remember it. Oh, my God. That was so. That was a joy of a trip. That was a joy of a trip. That is that is what it's like to listen to this podcast. Is sometimes we fact check ourselves oh in real God. time and realize that we're absolutely incorrect. But and I'm okay what? with that. I'm always okay. with I that. I am okay with that because then it means that people, when they go to parties and they hang out with their friends and they're everybody's talking about something, and people are like, "I think it's this thing. Maybe it's that thing." It's yeah. okay not to know. You it's know okay what? to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. We all have lives. We can't all get this stuff right every time. Live your best life. Drink your cocktails. And look it up. Like we did. Look it up. And that's what we do. We look it up. Look it up. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
that said, I don't remember where we were in these notes. I I am I am continuing. Bring us back home. Okay. Kennedy was also absorbed during his Senate years by a quest to end the war in Vietnam. As a new senator, Kennedy had originally supported the Johnson administration's policies in Vietnam, but also called for a greater commitment to a negotiated settlement and renewed emphasis on economic and political reform within South Vietnam. But as the war continued to widen and America's involvement deepened, Senator Kennedy came to have serious misgivings about President Johnson's conduct of the war. Kennedy publicly broke with the Johnson administration for the first time in February 1966. Huge. Mm -hmm. That's pretty significant, not just because, like, Johnson campaigned for him, but, like, he was his brother's vice president. Right. Who is now president because his brother was... I mean, that that runs deep. Yeah. Even just for... Especially something so big like the Vietnam War. It's not like, ooh, I disagree with how he's dealing with taxes. No. You know, this was a very emotional issue. Yeah. It's big for, like, any senator to... Of the same party to go against the president, you know, if they're in the same party about, you know, the issue of going to war or waging a war, war, you know, like... Yeah. Hello. We're supposed to be on the same Whoa. side about some things. Yeah, we're supposed to be in sync. We're supposed to be in okay. sync. We're supposed to be in sync. On March 16th, 1968, Robert Kennedy announced his candidacy for the Democratic presidential nomination. His 1968 campaign brought hope to an American people troubled by discontent and violence at home and war in Vietnam. He won critical primaries in Indiana and Nebraska and spoke to enthusiastic crowds across the nation. He was a hot ticket. Yep. But obviously, the reason why we're all here is because he was assassinated. So let's talk about the actual event. Shortly after midnight on June 5th, 1968, Senator Robert Kennedy was shot at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles after winning the California presidential primary. Immediately after he announced to his cheering supporters that the country was ready to end its fractious divisions, Kennedy was shot several times by 24-year-old Palestinian Saran Saran. He was pronounced dead a day later on June 6, 1968. 24 years old! Yeah. I know. It's wild! I mean, we'll talk about, like, what his motivations were later. Yeah. But... It's just, it's so young. It's young. Like, it's younger than me. Yeah. And I'm a child (laughs) when you think about it. (laughs) It's like, it's it's a wild, wild thing to do at 24. Or, I mean, at any age. But, like, 24, it's like, oh, my God. As star athletes Rafir Johnson and Roosevelt Greer accompanied Kennedy out of a rear exit of the Ambassador Hotel... Saran Saran stepped forward with a rolled-up campaign poster hiding his 22 caliber revolver. He was only a foot away when he fired several shots at Kennedy. Greer and Johnson wrestled Saran to the ground, but not before five bystanders were wounded. Oh my god, so this guy was just like... Shooting. Shooting. Greer was distraught afterwards and blamed himself for allowing Kennedy to be shot is very sad very sad i mean obviously not his fault but like yeah i yeah i would that would be like a horrible feeling to be there survive and 
Yeah, it's survivor's guilt. Survivor's you know? guilt. Yeah. But yeah, he was shot basically point blank. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Several times. Like, this was... He's not going to survive this. No. So let's talk a little bit about why he was shot. And Lizzie's going to talk about the aftermath. And this is where, like, as we have have alluded to, there's some, not controversy, but there's some, like, there are people thinking that Sir Hans Ron didn't do it. Mm, A conspiracy. A conspiracy, conspiracy, including, I think, Bobby Kennedy's son. And then... I forget his name. It's in here, I think, in the notes. But one of the survivors has also been very outspoken about the fact that, like, he doesn't think Sir Armstrong did it. Interesting. It's really, yeah. Intrigue. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. And also, like we said at the top, this is still a thing that's in the news because he's still in jail. Like, he was convicted of killing Bobby Kennedy. Sir Armstrong was. Yeah. And and he's been in jail, like, most of his life. He's now spent most of his life. He's 24 years old when he shot him. Yeah. When he supposedly shot him. Yeah. So why was he shot? So the summer of 1968 was a tempestuous time in American history. Like we said, both the Vietnam War and the anti-war movement were peaking. Martin Luther King Jr. had been assassinated in the spring, which ignited riots across the country. And in the face of all of this unrest, President Lyndon Johnson decided not to seek a second term in the upcoming presidential election. Bobby Kennedy stepped into the into the breach and experienced a groundswell of support. People were like, yes, we want you. We want you. Yes, you are the boy. You yes. are the boy. <laughs> I like how LBJ was like, ooh, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, he was like, I- <laughs> there's a lot going on here. I'm yeah. out. And he did a lot he of the heavy- that MLK and, and Bobby Kennedy were assassinated so close to each so other. So close, yeah. In time. Yeah. Yeah, very far apart countrywide, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> and time, yes. Into, uh, in, in time. In, on the timeline. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Kennedy was perceived to be, by many, the only person in American politics capable of uniting the people. He was beloved by the minority community for his integrity and devotion to, to the civil rights cause. After winning California's primary, Kennedy was in the position to receive the Democratic nomination and face off against Richard Nixon in the general election. So that's some background about where we are. Sirhan, who was born in Palestine, confessed to the crime at his trial and received a death sentence on March 3rd, 1969. However, since the California State Supreme Court invalidated all death penalty sentences in 1972, Sirhan has spent the rest of his life in prison. According to the New York Times, he has since said that he believed Kennedy was, quote, instrumental in the oppression of Palestinians. Hmm. Yeah. So this, Lizzie's going to get into the more, like, what the different, not a different theory, but, like, why people think maybe he didn't do it, why he's up yeah. for parole, why he was recently rejected for parole. I mean, he, the, the parole board approved his release, but go, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, was like, mm fuck that shit. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, we'll go through it, but part of me was like, you know, the pro board was like, you shouldn't judge him by um, by what he did. You should judge him as a person now. But then Newsom was like, he doesn't seem sorry. <laughs> sure. So why would I release him? You know, um, but also, yeah. do you really want to be the governor who releases the, the guy who killed Bobby Kennedy? Right. Like, right. No. Bad optics. <laughs> Bad optics. 
Yeah. Anywho, let's talk about the aftermath, right? Let's let's get into it. Though Sirhan admitted at his trial in 1969 that he shot Kennedy, he claimed from the start that he had no memory of doing so. Midway through Saran's trial, prosecutors provided his lawyers with an autopsy report that launched five decades of controversy. Kennedy was shot at point-blank range from behind, including a fatal shot behind his ear. But Saran, a 24-year-old Palestinian immigrant, was standing in front of him. Okay. Interesting. Saran was sentenced to death, but that sentence was commuted to life when the California Supreme Court briefly outlawed capital punishment in 1972. At his parole hearing in 2016, commissioners concluded after more than three hours of intense testimony that Saran did not show adequate remorse or understanding the enormity of his crime. A two-person state parole recommended in August of 2021 that Saran Saran be paroled, influenced in part by two of Kennedy's children who have advocated for his release. Up until that point, he had been in prison for more than half a century. Yeah. Saran remains in prison. Recently, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., so Bobby Kennedy's son, Mm -hmm. revealed that he visited the convicted gunman at the Richard Donovan Correctional Facility near San Diego last December. At the end of their meeting, he came to the conclusion that a second shooter attacked his father, a theory that many, including one of the wounded, have long believed. I mean, it is a curious thing, right? He was, the bullet wounds are from behind. Mm -hmm. Saran Saran was in front. Yeah. I see... I see where there could be questions. I see where there could be questions, but I'm also like, he was moving. You know what I mean? Like, he was walking. So, like, sure, at some point he was in front of him, and then, like, Kennedy takes two steps, he's behind him. Do you know what I mean? Like, Sure. There's, yes, perhaps we should rethink the situation and investigate the evidence. But I also think that, like, it's also still plausible that he did it. You know, like, I oh, don't for know. Sure. I don't know. Because also there's n- there's not, it's not like the JFK assassination where it's like. The bullet bends. The bullet bends and the, this thing happens and how could you have shot, how could he have shot, you know, three people essentially in that time. Um, This was like, and, and it's like one building and a grassy knoll and this thing and this thing and it's a big space. This was like basically backstage after he had won Mm -hmm. where there's lots of people and yeah i just feel and all like the two guys who were there the two athletes who were like you know swarmed him and got him down and and yeah like i just feel like we would have maybe noticed that a second a second set of bullets was coming from over yonder you know in such a sure you know like we would have noticed fire coming from multiple locations Unless he wasn't the one to pull the trigger. Mm, that's true. When he pulled the trigger. He just like shot it up in the air. I don't know. I'm just saying it's one of those. I agree with you. I'm. It's most likely Saran Saran, yeah. I think. But I think there is compelling evidence for me to go, ooh, let's talk further. As opposed to being right. like, what? No. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is. Yeah. 
I think we've settled this. This is not know? a John Wilkes Booth situation. This is not a John Wilkes Booth situation. Like, he did it, jumped down on the stage, broke mm-hmm. the foot. You know, like, that's clear, cut, and dry for me. Yeah. Back to the notes. Today on the former site of the hotel stands the Robert F. Kennedy Community Schools, which are six small schools, each with a mission for social justice. A mural of Kennedy reaching towards outstretched hands adorns a wall in the school library. Outside stands a memorial dedicated to him with words from a 1966 speech he gave in South Africa, which reads, quote, Few will have the greatness to bend history, but each of us can work to change a small portion of the events, and in the total, all of these acts will be written in the history of this generation. End quote. Great speech. Great speech. As we've iconically pointed out, uh, Hubert, 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 what a difficult name. Hubert Humphrey ended up running for the Democrats in 1968, but obviously lost to Nixon. Historian Patricia Sullivan of the University of South Carolina said the assassination of Kennedy robbed the country of an inspirational leader who, whether elected president or not, would have had generational influence on combating poverty and the fight for equal rights and justice in America. And I agree. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. It's, um... Yeah. It's a darn shame. Yeah. I mean, it just... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Like, why? Why why this person? I mean, like, this person, obviously, because they're famous. People like to take things out on people that they perceive to have power who may or may not have anything to do with the issue that they're mad about, you know, or whatever it is. But I, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It just makes me sad to think that we could be in a completely different place or in just even a slightly better place had Kennedy won the primary and been elected president. Lived his potential. Yeah. Yeah. I mean – you know, it, it bears repeating that assassination just is never the answer. Like we, <laughs> it, we've covered many assassinations at this point, and it just... It's just never an answer. I really, really is not the answer. I really, regardless. Yeah. Regardless of who they are, what part... Like, there is no... I don't no, get it. I don't get it. I don't I, get it. I don't understand what anybody would trying to be, like what someone would try to be achieving by killing somebody else. Like they have to understand that even if the person that they're angry at was somehow involved in the thing, in the situation that they feel is unjustified, it's not them alone. You know, it's not like, sure. There's a whole mess of bureaucracy, particularly in a political assassination that yeah. will continue to exist. So what do you think you're going to get? Especially because it's not like we... The story of like Bobby Kennedy's assassination is that he was going to be president. It happened after he won the primary, the California primary. It was a joyous moment. And then he was shot point blank. It wasn't like... The story isn't that like Sirhan Sirhan was living up for the Palestinian cause and trying to protect his homeland or whatever. You know, like that's not mm-hmm. the story that we know yeah of the assassination so i'm just like 
And that's not the the story that we know of any assassination because it always focuses on the person who was killed. So like, why? Right. What do you think you're gonna gain? I just I know I don't I, I it's not that like I don't understand like the emotions of it, but I like logically, I just have such a hard time understanding. <laughs> like to me, it just seems like a waste of time. It's a waste of time and energy. Uh, yeah, because. It, you just you just can't come back from it, can yeah. you? Well, I guess what's his face who attempted to kill Reagan just got released. Oh, right. He did. But that was attempted. I think it's different if, yeah. if you attempt it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, y'all. This all this to say this isn't the answer, violence isn't the answer. No. Also, let me throw in meaningful gun control is the answer while we're here. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, it is interesting, though, when we get to highlight sort of these, like you said, pivotal moments in history. I mean, just like the JFK assassination, it's like, what could we have been as a country if he fulfilled yeah. his presidency? What could we have been as a country if MLK still lived? What could we have been as, oh my God, as a country yeah. if, you know, yep. Malcolm X survived and Bobby Kennedy? Like, all of these people in this time period that were, I mean, what a time for assassinations, the late 60s, early 70s. I mean, my God. Yeah. You know, I think we would be in a very different place if these people were allowed to continue doing the work that they were doing. And so it's, yeah, it's, it just forces one to reflect on that. Yeah. Especially when like the uh, outcome of Bobby Kennedy being assassinated is Richard Nixon. Being president? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? I just... Oh, my God. Whew. Yeah. What a consequence. What a consequence that was. Yeah. But with that said, that is the end of our Bobby Kennedy assassination episode. Thank you for bearing with us as we discovered new things uh, throughout this episode. <laughs> and you know what? We hope you enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And as always, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.